0: so hyped with this, all, all this music. Welcome to Pick and Pod. This is, I think, our third edition, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's our third edition. I am joined by big old Pete McGuire. Easy doing? going, Pete. Yeah, I mean, you can hear the <laughs> voice, right? And then, of course, the superstar, the legend. Oh, stop. Summer League MVP. <laughs> I was about to say Mike. <laughs> you want to say Lonzo Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Mike. But anyway, guys, I had an incredible week. Uh, I had my midterms last week, so I'm, I'm taking it easy. Thesis seminar, not kicking my butt. So I'm really, really happy. I We've fly. got a great squad in the back. Um, I'm going to mention know, uh, later. Shout out. Shout yeah, out to right, the trainees. All right. All right let, let's start out. Prince of the Berbers, E-Man, Jackson. He's a sly devil. Ladies, keep an eye on him. And, of course, Pete. Pete Hodak. This guy's reliable, and then Dom, the enforcer. So <laughs> all their cheeks are getting so red right now. I just mentioned Dom. So we've got a great squad. We have a great week of basketball. Just now, I had mm-hmm. a great week. How are you guys? I
1: mean, basketball's back. What's what, what's not what's not Come a good on. week about that?
0: And then Pete's got a pink shirt. So so we're doing great. So. All right. The first thing I wanted to talk about for this week was, and just I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a rundown. First was reactions to the past three nights. The second thing is just injury, the impacts of injuries that we've so far seen, and what it's gonna, how it's gonna impact the rest of the season. And then of course the third thing is, you know, who surprised you? And I know it's only been three nights, but who has surprised you in a pleasant way? And you're like, oh, either this player or this team or this coach looks good. So guys, let's start out with first. Our reactions to the la- the past three nights. I'm going to start with Pete on
2: this one. So I mean, it's a lot of new faces in new and better places. I'll we'll start. I mean, Carmelo caught my eye the most, and a much better place than him in New York. As a New York fan, uh, I'm I'm with the truth. I don't know if you guys ha- heard what Paul Pierce said. They're going to the finals this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm sipping the juice. I'm I'm. <laughs> Paul, it's it's Paul George and Westbrook show. What do you guys think about that?
0: Well, what about, and also Carmelo, right?
2: And Carmelo, if he doesn't take all the shots,
0: well, we can. I, I could.
1: When when Paul George first came, I was like, oh, this is gonna
2: be incredible. George and Westbrook.
1: Yeah, and then I got a text. and then Melo came. I got, I got a
0: text. I was sleeping. You know, I was in Rome chilling. Then I get this text. Anyway,
1: I'm um, sure Miram uh, M- M- blew up my phone as soon as this. As soon as <laughs> I, mean, this I blew happened.
0: up his phone daily because you know I'm so into him. But um, anyway.
2: So they look good in their 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 opener against the Knicks. Are you guys worried like I am about? I mean, I'm a fan of theirs, so I don't want Melo blowing it up at the end like he did. That's in what. New York.
1: That's the one the one concern I have. That's I when when Paul George came, I was really really excited that it was going to be George and Westbrook, and then Melo came, and obviously you add a player like Melo to a team, and it's it's not it's it's a player like Melo. It's going to make you better, but Russell, Russell Westbrook is a is a ball heavy point guard. He shoots a lot. So does Paul George. However, Westbrook, what was he, seven of twelve the he only other day? Shot
0: it twelve times.
1: Shot it twelve times with triple double. Assists. That's that's what if we can see that out of Westbrook, then then I'm I'm sipping the juice with you, Peter.
2: There you go. And they have a good team around them. They got mm-hmm. rid of Canter, but their their starting five looks solid. It just needs they need to be efficient with those big three. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like, that's where mm-hmm. the scoring's gonna come from them. Uh so that was my early uh I like the look of that team. Uh, I'm looking for the West to to put up a bigger fight this year against the Warriors for sure.
0: All right, and Matt, I mean, what was your big takeaway from from the Thunder? No, no, no. Just just the past three nights. What was the biggest takeaway that you had? It, it could be the Thunder. You know, I mean. It's um, fun. I I I I like the
1: uh, the Clippers were a lot better than I thought they'd be. There we go. Clippers yeah. were a lot better than I thought they'd be.
2: Charles Barkley seemed to agree with you. He picked them for the conference finals. I don't know about conference finals. finals. I'm conference not picking fi-
0: Clippers in the conference finals. Y'all, I don't but. even know
2: if they're making the playoffs, to be
0: honest with you. I know that they have a lot of complementary pieces. They could look like the Celtics Beverly last looked year. good. Beverly yeah, they- looked good. You know what they could look like? They could look like the Celtics of last year from the standpoint of just how the team is structured. They have a good coach with Doc Rivers, and they have a lot of pieces that complement each each other, and they have a couple of stars. you are not superstars, but they have stars. And players that don't necessarily take over games, but that can take over quarters. And with the right pieces around them, they can get a lot of wins. But to be honest with you, y'all, I don't think the Clippers are going to the playoffs. And I'm going to address the elephant in the room. Because Pete asked me before we started the pod, what's your team, Mir? And the whole time you guys have Uh-oh. been talking about the Thunder, I was born Oklahoma City. I have to be an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Of course. I mean, I love the Knicks. I root for the Knicks before the Thunder showed up. But, you know, since 2009, obviously, when the Thunder showed up, I, I've been rooting for them. All right. So, you know, Pete's a little shocked. <laughs> Matt's <laughs> laughing because he's like, when is he going to start talking about the Thunder? I'm sure Reed Horner's tuning in is going to start <laughs> counting the amount of times I say the word Thunder or the name Oklahoma City Thunder. So, you know, I know that the 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 listeners were dying to to, to, to hear me finally explode on that one. My biggest takeaway was not the Thunder. Um my biggest takeaway actually was the Seventy Sixers. I had a, a kind of mm-hmm. a hot take last week. I said that I really thought that the the Sixers are going to be the five seed, you know, <laughs> and um, and they almost beat the Wizards. And they didn't beat the Wizards because not of a rookie or an, or a second year player, but of because of a veteran like Robert Covington. Covington threw it out of the like mm-hmm. to almost the defensive player at the baseline at, on on the on the back corner of the of of their own basket. And because of that, with like, you know, 30, sorry, it was 28 seconds left. They were only down by two. They lost the game for that reason because it was 115-113. It looked like a good game. It, the Sixers had pushed them. Joel Embiid only played 27 minutes. I mean, to give you an idea just how good this guy is. And, you know, they, 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 they lost. But, you know, I think that the Sixers are making the playoffs for sure. Oh, 100%. And, and, and you know, after that game, I felt really confident about my pick for them as the fifth, uh, fifth team. But more specifically about what shocked me about the Sixers was not how good they looked, but just it was Ben Simmons. I've heard so much about Ben Simmons. I didn't see him in college. I didn't. I don't I'm not a big college basketball fan. And I was just interested to see just how good this guy is. And, you know, Matt and I were talking about this just through text. And I don't know, to me, Ben Simmons is good. But I didn't see flashes of the next LeBron or, and, and people want to say, well, no one's LeBron. Well, fine. But I didn't see somebody that's a transcendent superstar taking over games. You know, Because when you are that good. Well, of course
1: you didn't. It's his first NBA game.
0: <laughs> but with LeBron, you thank saw you, it. But with LeBron, no, that's fine. Right. You did but if see you are, Yeah, but with LeBron, you the- saw it.
1: But yeah, come on. As, as you said, it's, Not everyone LeBron. LeBron? But if you're
0: the next LeBron, play. if you're supposed to be the next LeBron, you know, you would see that. I mean, we saw that with Anthony Davis. We did see that with Joel Embiid. We saw it even with Greg Oden. I know he got hurt, but Greg Oden, in his first game, had a double. D- I mean, like, players that you just see it. And the thing about Simmons that I didn't like, because I I think that athletically, he's got all the tools, I just didn't see the aggression. You know, and and that and that left me. I, I just, I don't know. I was not. I as mean, I, hyped. I
1: disagree with you. He, I mean, he did have a double double.
0: He had 18 a, and 10, no, 18 no. and 10 and 5 assists. No, I'm not disagreeing with the fact of the double-double. I was saying Greg Oden, even with no knees had a double-double in this first game. You know, to give you an idea like players that have this transcendent superstar ability. The thing is Simmons as a point guard has more opportunities to get a double-double in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But my my point simply with Simmons was not from the statistical perspective because I I thought this the, the stat line was fine. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It was good. It was you know, there's nothing to complain about with it. I just didn't see this aggression of a player who's supposed to be that much of a superstar. And I didn't see wow plays like, oh, my God, this guy is really the real deal. You know, that that was my takeaway.
2: So we're critiquing rookie performances and we just skipped over talking about the Lakers and Lonzo Ball's opening day. which I don't think anybody other has- than
0: LeVar has ever said that Lonzo Ball is a transcendent. Player who's going to be a superstar. Other he than could LeBron. be though, Magic he could Johnson be. He's made him the he's face
2: not. of the Lakers. So but I, yeah, think because you're being he's real a, he's hard a hard home- Ben Simmons.
0: I'm not. I don't think I'm being hard on him. I think I'm just saying that I don't like all the hype that was thrown right, up on there's him. There's a lot of hype. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think he's warranted for. I think he's going to be an All Star. I think he's going to be a great player. Right. I don't think he's going to be like the the a generational player who who's like the best player in the league, that kind of guy. I don't think he's that. If he gets a solid
1: point. jump shot, I think he could be.
0: Well I mean he's already shooting from the
2: wrong hand. So he's he has kind of off lot to of a tools. He grew two two inches. Last I know year.
0: I, I was just his, his saying, vision his vision is incredible. I, that's yeah, what that's I was I was just saying. You know, from an athletic perspective, right. even skill, he's he's got the, all the tools, but I just didn't see the aggression to, to get there. And, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, he, he will someday, you know, maybe our buddy Matt Breen will bump into him again and maybe he can, he can give him some motivation, you know, yet again. I know. yeah. Fun, funny, opinion. funny
1: story. I I did bump into uh, I had uh, Ben Simmons take a Were basketball out of that my hands shirt? in Las Vegas this summer. Were you
0: wearing that shirt when he, when he, when he grabbed it from you or? Possibly
1: actually, possibly.
0: Oh my god! It was that definitely like, it was definitely has, a summer league shirt that Ben Simmons sweat. He, he just all over. came
2: back from practice from that wearing that shirt with Ben Simmons just now. Yeah, because and we all know that Matt has a yeah. I just,
1: I just got off the phone. I just got off the phone with Ben. I was uh telling him I'll uh, I'll defend him in front of me here today.
0: All right, <laughs> all right. Calling him a bust. I'm not calling him a bust. I'm saying he's gonna be an all star. I don't think he's like best player in the league for his kind of his his age group. Or his his draft class.
1: Speaking of the 76ers, the one thing I want to comment on that not a lot of people haven't really said is Fultz's shooting form. Have you seen that?
0: Yeah, that was so weird. Did so you see the first bad. free throws? That was uh, that was so scary. But he came out with ten or twelve points. I don't remember. It was so different. Was fine it was
1: d- it. he had a decent game, but it was it was like very noticeably different from his shot in in Washington. In college. Yeah, in college. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know I, why he would change. Again, it. Again, I
0: don't watch any college basketball, but the, what I did see from his shooting form was. His free throws looked so awkward. It looked like he was really trying. And, I mean, I, Jeff Van Gundy even mentioned it while, while he was shooting. He's, he's like, look at him. He's going to miss this because his form is he's overthinking. And then his shooting, just when he was not on the free throw line, looked a little better, and I felt like he was kind of maybe reverting back to his other form, which they were saying and the commentators were saying he's more comfortable with. I was fine with what Fultz did. I again, my 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 takeaway was Simmons. So anyway, another topic that I think we have to address, and it's not the elephant in the room, which is how big of a Thunder fan I am, and I need to mention that yet again on this pod <laughs> because I'm going to be mentioning it every time I'm on this pod because the Thunder are going to be for real. But I'm not going to say anything else. Are the he says as
1: he says it three times <laughs>
0: injury <laughs> impacts? Yes,
2: um, we have a lot.
0: All right, so Gordon Hayward, I mean, obviously. We, like I am so sorry and and you know what it looked a lot worse than it actually is initially they did it did yeah. because oh, it, it looked it like his leg, looked a lot worse. yeah his leg looked like it snapped or something it looked like he was
1: never going to walk again yeah i mean it looked like it he was, was maimed
0: and instead it was an ankle injury which again it's terrible but my thought process about this is i could see gordon hayward coming back for the playoffs i don't i don't i'm not saying that they will play him in the playoffs but i could see him being healthy enough to play in the playoffs
2: I saw uh same NBA, uh, old NBA player had the same injury. He said he came back four to six weeks. Now, mind you, everyone comes back differently. Mm-hmm. Everyone heals differently. But it's very realistic. I mean, Gordon Hayward's not someone with a lack of motivation. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I just think for the team now, it's Kyrie's show. Let's see what he can do. And I think I think expecting him for the playoffs isn't that out of out of this world yeah and
0: again i'm not saying this to put pressure on him and i'm not trying to be sensitive to the situation he's in i'm simply saying from the standpoint that i believe in him i believe in his body healing i believe in him actually being okay from this i think initially it looked really scary but but from the reports like the agent said it and maybe agents always say this but in no way is a career threatening and i feel like a fractured ankle is very different from a a fractured le- like tibia bone or like the, the, the Paul George injury. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. I mean he, and you look at Paul George, he came back from it and he's 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 very very good still. Would I he? don't I don't think he's completely lost his athleticism. You see he doesn't oh, dunk definitely the not. same way, but but I think he's become a better player His, his
1: offensive of game has definitely like expanded I think because of that. He, his, sh- his shot has gotten better.
0: Absolutely. And so because of that, you know, I'm I'm very comfortable with with, with the idea of Gordon Hayward coming back uh you know later on in the season but the second injury I want to bring up is is draymond Green I mean he, he they did just announce that he's league. gonna
1: play on Friday though
0: so against the pelicans he's he playing He is playing. okay so tonight he's playing today's Friday mm-hmm. right so so okay so he is playing tonight I'm I'm interested to see if he's hobbled by it because You know, our friend Jake was saying this. He said, you know, the Warriors have been very lucky with injuries and haven't had a player that's had like a season-ending injury. And usually Mm -hmm. teams that have these dynastic kind of runs, even the Lakers had James Worthy out for almost a year and a half. You know, I mean, th- th- these things happen. You know, Shaq with the Lakers in 03 was just out completely, basically, in, um, in the beginnings of 04. So, you know, our friend Jake was saying, you know, it, it might happen again. And I was a little worried when I saw Draymond get hurt because I said, you know, that's a player that, you know, works really hard and maybe this injury is bad. But he looks okay. But it was really, it was really critical to see how when you took out Draymond, the team folded. Mm-hmm. And I'm a guy mm-hmm. who's never really said how like he's a top 20 player in the league because I just think he's a great piece in a in a team that right, really fits well around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know that that was a, a big indictment against the Warriors and a big plus for Draymond, you know. Just, that's that's see. where I
1: feel like getting that's the one weakness of having Durant is that when you have Durant on the floor and you get rid of Green, the defense really struggles. When you have a team of with James Harden and Chris Paul, and Eric Gordon, Trevor Reza, you're going to struggle if you don't have Draymond Green out there on defense.
2: Absolutely. And that losing Draymond was a tint in their armor just as much as Houston was like at their throats. And it just kind of shows that the West is coming for them. They're, they're, this, uh, the the lead they've made for themselves at the top of the Western Conference is almost gone. Like These teams have made so many offseason moves mm-hmm. that, I mean... They're not a for surefire number one like they used to the past three years.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I agree. I mean, I th- I think that obviously their their lead against all the other teams is diminished because they're they're actually. You know, right now they have not won a single game. Now, obviously, it's been one game, but I love to see that the Warriors are the <laughs> bottom of you're the just, West. you just love saying it's just great, that. you know. But to to Matt's uh, Durant point, Durant is a great defender, but he's not a great defender unless if he has a defensive anchor around him. Exactly, like Thunder, Green. when he had Serge Ibaka or Kendrick Perkins before then, or, or Stephen Adams. Steven Adams, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, th- he's 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 great as I don't want to call him a help defender, but he's he's good as a like. You know, number two defender right. in a starting five behind, like, yeah, he's he's really great at that because then he can roam and then he has the long arms that he kind of kind of steal. You know, and you would normally think that's what a, a a guard does, but because Durant's so athletic, he can he can roam around in a way around the paint and get these steals and, and blocks that you know are so hard to get. So for me, you know, those are the big injuries that I saw. But one that we haven't really talked about yet, and one that we didn't talk about even last week was Nicholas Batum. You know, the Hornets are a team that keep trying and keep trying to get to the second round of the playoffs, and they never do. And Kemba Walker is a great player, and he actually has an opt-out this summer, and this upcoming summer. And, you know, I'm wondering if at some point he's going to quit because, you know, the Hornets keep trying, and now Batum is out for four to six weeks at least and i think that that's going to have a huge detrimental effect uh, effect on the hornets i think that they'll still make the playoffs but the hornets were a team that i thought could have been the 4 or 5 seed before the batum injury and after the batum injury I obviously put the sixers at 5 but you know i i just wonder w- w- what what that says about the hornets what where they go from this because they're already starting off the season on a bad you've had play. them at 4 i had them at 5 okay yeah and then i slide the sixers ahead you know mm-hmm. so I mean, again, the nature of 4 and 5 is a little, like, right. kind of irrelevant because y- if you're the 4 C or 5 scene, it doesn't matter. You're still going to play the other one. You know, like, it it, it doesn't really matter. There's a, I, To me, there's a big jump if you go from 5 to 3 right. or from 3 to 5 or 5 to 6. You know, those are the kind of—4 and 5 to me are kind of the same slot because they're going to play each other, so it's it's really irrelevant, but— I don't know. To me, I'm just I'm worried about the Hornets now. They're starting off the season badly. Gil Gilchrist is probably going to get hurt very soon if he if he isn't already. And I, I I knew he was in the preseason a little banged up. So you know they keep having injuries. I just don't know how long this is going to last for the Hornets this this roster. And I know the Hornets aren't a big team that we talk about, but you know a, a team that the franchise that like has a great fan base in Charlotte, you know, deserves a better product. And players like Kemba Walker deserve a better team. And it's just kind of an unfortunate situation. I feel bad for him, you know. It sucks.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing also that I think a lot of the Hornets depend on is wherever Dwight Howard's mental space is at. If you yeah, like, if, if, if really how is he trying people forget how great Dwight was in Orlando. He how he beat that LeBron team. He, he beat Single handedly went single-handedly to the Single handedly went to the finals. Beat LeBron in that conference finals. Yeah, I mean, like people I forget don't, exactly what year <laughs> it was, but he I mean, was oh nine. We I mean, it was one of the biggest falls from Grace so far. So let's, I mean, hopefully I'd love to see him come back. Yeah, like, I'd love to see the Hornets like, be good. To
0: be honest, I mean, there. The, I don't think there's an NBA comparison of a guy who who had a, like a five to six year run that was great as Dwight Howard. The only guy I can think of in the that, that would be an NFL player that actually compares would be Sean Taylor, but he was killed. Or Terrell Davis, the running back for the Broncos, mm-hmm. because he had a torn ACL and at the time they couldn't re- rehab it. And, you know, Dwight did start having back problems and that kind of diminished his ability. So, you know, let's see about the Hornets. Um, the next topic, I, I, you know, just kind of like to wrapping this up and, and kind of the biggest thing that I, I want to focus on is who surprised you the most? Like what was a pleasant surprise from this the past three nights? And again, I know it's only been three nights, but what was the, you know, the, the shocker? Because to me, I you know I kind of already have mine, but what what's y'all's? Um,
1: Giannis, 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 Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? That's yeah, correct. Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he he has a surprised a, how good he is. Surpri- or what? I'm not, I'm not surprised how good he is because I've I've always said for the last few years I said I think he can be an MVP candidate and I know I think he will be, and I think this year is when he can really really start flexing. He's like he's like a muscular Durant. He's like a muscular, slightly more athletic Durant.
2: And you guys were talking injuries. Uh, significant injuries to teams. How about Jabari Parker to that team? That is big. And them still winning without him. He, He could be a huge difference maker in where they end up in the East.
0: See, my thing with Jabari was I thought he was great in college because I actually did want to tune in to college basketball when he was playing because I was curious. He oh, was so good in college.
2: Yeah, the years but with I Andrew Wiggins, mm-hmm. Yeah, but Parker. I don't know if
0: his game necessarily really translates to the NBA. Like, I don't know if he's really as great in the NBA as he will be in college. And
2: obviously because of the ACL, it's not fair to say. You know? Right. Right. So. And I don't think we've gotten en- enough exposure to Jabari in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, has he even exactly. played a full
0: season? Like, in, like a, a eighty-two games? I don't games? think he's played eight. I don't think no. so. I don't think he's played. I think Plague he's probably about injuries. fifty or I've, sixty. Yeah. I don't know if the guys in the back can maybe find that out. You know, if 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 they can find out how many how many games Jabari has played. You know, this this season because you know it's it's really important to know if Jabari has played like you know a full eighty-two games or not. Obviously, he hasn't played a full season yet or not, but. Anyway, so uh the the next thing, you know, I I I I've, I I want to ask you Pete, what's what's your big surprise? Mine was the uh
2: <laughs> Timberwolves going down to the Spurs with Kwai Leonard out.
0: Well, um Tims were yeah. Tims are <laughs> a
2: team that this really needs to be their season for me. They've been too irrelevant for too long. And with getting Jimmy Butler, I have them at the top like competing this year. So to lose their first game in this new era for them without Kawhi, exactly against a less Spurs who uh, still look good, but
1: I I I I I disagree because I think I think the Spurs are just like a solid NBA centerpiece that even if they lose a couple of their stars, the young guns come are in. Their the stars even <laughs> the young guns come in. Popovich will just come in and they just play their their basketball. They p- put their system into play and they can really like. The Spurs are someone that you can never count out on. I don't know. I don't and think. also, you and know— that's right. I'm st- Even after the first game, I'm not worried about the Timberwolves at all.
0: And, and, you know, in the 2016 NBA draft, DeJounte Murray was predicted to be maybe a late lottery pick, and then he dropped all the way to the Spurs, you know, the 30th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm actually not surprised that they've were they they've been good. I think that they're going to be the fourth seed this year because I think they don't want to be the third seed because I, I know there are two teams in the West that really want the Warriors, and it's the Thunder— and most importantly, Russell Westbrook. And then, and then the Spurs. The Spurs really want the Warriors. They've always liked competing against them. They've always played them hard. And then, of course, last you know in the playoffs with Kawhi going down, I think that adds extra motivation. Right. So you know the the Spurs to me they weren't the biggest surprise, but I I, I understand what you're saying. To me, the Timberwolves are going to be the fifth seed. So I I felt like that's going to be a future playoff matchup. I think the Spurs and Timberwolves are going to be four and five or five and four doesn't really matter. Um, but my biggest surprise, um was Lonzo Ball. I really? you know, I I didn't believe in the hype, but I said, All right, Good I have work in the morning. I know I gotta wake up early, but let's watch what this kid has to do. And, you know, I watched and you know, he's he's just not an elite athlete, so he's already gonna be a little limited. But, you know, I think that people were a little harsh on him.
2: Really?
0: My surprise. I, I agree. My surprise was not his lack of athleticism. My surprise was not that his shot looks funky. My surprise was just how hard everybody was on him because it was so obvious that Patrick, Patrick Beverly and and Andre Robertson really are the two best guard point guard, like the right. po- best it guard was a terrible de- defensive guards for him for his
2: opening night.
0: Yeah, I mean, like people need to lighten up a little bit on him. So you know that was kind of my biggest takeaway, and 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 because of that, you know, I think. I think people need to, you know, kind of lighten up on him, obviously, because of Lonzo Ball, you know, because of Lonzo Ball, you know, he's he's a brand and LeVar always pumping him up. But I I feel like Lonzo has become a sympathetic figure in in, in American society right now because people hate LeVar so much and and Lonzo just seems to be the one who is suffering for it. So to me, I I just kind of was a little surprised that they're they're ragging on him so much as, as they are.
2: I don't know. Levar talked him up to the three spot with the Lakers, and he's been talking ever since. Two spot, two spot. Excuse me, and <laughs> it's that, nice it's still been talking. And then he gets three points, like shut down by Patrick Beverly in his opener. I'm kind of feeling like this is what like everyone. Right, so been we all know how much about. Pete loves Alonzo Ball. <laughs> hey, I like. like I lo- I'm,
1: I I have become Alonzo Ball fan recently too. I think he can be very good. I think judging him off one game when you're guarded by Patrick Beverly. Right.
2: I don't. I think he got. I don't think, I think he's, he I don't he think he's gonna be off season ball family. I think the reason. Brand I think
0: the reason why you take him with number two is because he's a brand and because right. because he's gonna bring in like a, a, a he's a responsible guy. He's a good guy. He can run an offense. But I I don't think he's really the a transcendent superstar. I think he'll be an all star again, like Ben Simmons, but in a different way. So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna actually gonna wrap up the the pick and pod show and uh just you know thank you so much thank you so much for, for 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 having us on and and you know we hope to see you next week uh for pete mcguire matt breen i'm here gory thanks so much guys have a good weekend